0: Hi, you're listening to the Raise the Vibe with Liz podcast. I'm your host, Liz Peterson. I interview today's inspirational speakers and healers. Thank you for listening to the show. Hi, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Raise the Vibe with Liz. I'm your host, Liz Peterson, and today I am interviewing Dr. Varun Gandhi. We're going to be talking all about his course that is coming up, What's Your Story? Super excited to talk about that. But first, let me tell you a little bit about Dr. Varun. Dr. Varun Gandhi is a life orchestrator, solopreneur, angel investor, inventor, philanthropist, and a water doctor. He enjoys orchestrating businesses, events, and ideas about the self, self self-image. He is currently focused on creating a digital course called What's Your Story, which allows you to create your life film, a chart consisting of your memories, experience, and defining moments that have left an impression. Each of these moments have a lesson to be learned for you. Your My Life film also allows you to create new meaning, your past experiences, create a new future, you, and write affirmations that help maintain the new you. Dr. Vroom, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much, Liz. I appreciate the interview and uh, love and abundance, everyone. Awesome. It's so great to have you.
0: Why don't we jump right in and how about you share your story? Like what led you? What was your journey to today?
1: All right. My journey began, let's say, in America uh a couple months before 911 now these were interesting times uh, when i first uh, landed here it was summertime so i was you know kind of hanging out with family but then once school started it was very foreign to me very alien and uh, i was used to being in one environment back home in uh, in the in the united arab emirates and uh you know in one one environment one school so i was very familiar with everything around me uh I had a lot of friends teachers knew me and when I landed here, I was like, boom, no one knows me. Who am I? And, you know, so it was a very tough time for me. And so I would remember waking up uh, not wanting to go to school. And I'd cry when it was time for the bus to pick me up. You know, I was a 15-year-old kid. And uh, my mom would just see that and be like, uh, you know what, just go one more day. Just go one more day and you know, see how it is today. Eventually, a couple of months into uh, high school, uh, 11th grade, you know, this is 11th grade when everyone has made their clicks and they've already kind of formed uh, their circle. So once I found my whole kind of crew of misfits, I was I felt more comfortable. Uh, you know, it only took a couple of people. I didn't need a whole lot of people, uh, just a couple of friends to kind of get me through uh, and, you know, get me adjusted to these uh, to the new environment. Uh, so that was the way I started. And, you know, I was in that mode of I'm going to go to uh, high school. I'm going to graduate and go to college. Uh, there's some advanced degree involved uh, and then I'll find a job and live a stable life. You know, that was kind of my track. And usually uh, an Indian man, you know, that's their track is like, we're going to go through this progression in life and you know, have family and kids and all that. Well, I made it all the way from, uh, you know, I graduated undergrad and I went into a master's program uh, and, you know, during that summertime between my undergrad and master's, I uh, had a summer internship. Uh, at that point you know something inside of me I was working at this job it was kind of like a desk job and looking at excel files and things like that something inside of me told me like this is not what you want to be doing for the rest of your life like this is not it right there's something out there for you I didn't really pay attention to it but I went uh, you know so what, what I did feel something inside of me that said look I don't want to be doing this so I'm going to stay in school longer so instead of uh, I had just signed up to get a master's degree. So instead of just getting a master's degree, I said, I'm going to stay in school and get a PhD, which is, you know, another four years of your life. Uh, so I prolonged my graduation, stayed in school. And once I graduated, I found a job. The same thing that was a summer internship. Very similar, uh, very similar kind of job. And uh, I was like, uh, you know, by the, I made about a year into it, into this job. And finally, I, I started having questions. I started uh, you know, really tuning into my body, uh, because it was at this time about a year and a couple months in, I started having these pains in my solar plexus. Uh, this was, uh, you know, it started off very subtle every morning. I'd feel it. And about two months into it, three months into it, it was like right in my face. I couldn't ignore it. Now it was there. And, uh, you know, I was kind of living with it. Uh, and I realized I knew that it wasn't something physical with me, with my body. It was more of a, you know, something deeper beyond that. Uh, so something inside of me said, you know, I just sit down with it, sit down with the pain and ask questions. Like I, this was my unconscious phase, not really, you know, aware of things around me and things that are going on inside of me even. Uh, so uh, I would, I sat down and some of the questions that came, well, one particular question that came up is, like, why are you going to this job that you don't really care about? Uh, you know, you're waking up, going to this eight to five, nine to five, uh, working sometimes even working long, longer hours than that, traveling for the job. But at the end of the day, you're still not satisfied. You're still not happy. Uh, You know, you're all of your needs are taken care of. You have, you know, very comfortable life, but you're still not happy. What is it? Uh, And you know, so initially I just justified it with, okay, you know what, I'm helping the public health infrastructure. Uh, it was a meaningful job in the sense of, you know, I was uh, protecting the water, the drinking water that came into our houses. So it is, you know, protecting people from a potential health uh, risk. But I still felt like my contribution to it was very minimal, you know, and yeah, 0.2% of that. Like I was trying to quantify it and the number I came up was like 0.2%, but maybe even that, I don't know. Uh, and, you know, so in that sense, I said, you know, there's something greater out there for me. Like this wasn't it. So finally that thing uh, again came up. What I felt in that summer, three-month summer internship again came up. And, you know, at that point I realized, you know what, this is not it for me. I have to move on. There's something else out there. Let me just, you know, go and search for it. I don't know what it is. I've always been kind of lost in this sense, they very unclear in my direction and especially my career. Uh, you know, relationships have come very easily to me in the sense of, uh, you know, romantic relationship. I'd find someone at randomly at a club or randomly at a spot and boom, three years later, we're still dating, you know? And so I've gotten very comfortable in that sense, but career is always something that uh, has been a challenge for me, like purpose especially, um, you know? So that question of purpose again came up finally, I left the job behind. It took me about two months to convince myself, another month or two to convince my parents. You know, it's kind of big in our culture to uh, respect and listen to your parents and uh, their wishes. So it took me a while to convince them as well. But finally, I fought against all the forces. And I said, you know what? This is not it for me. This is not in my best interest to continue in this job. It's time to find something different. I don't know what that is, but it'll come to me whenever the time is right. Uh, So I packed up everything. I was in Boise, Idaho. So moved to from Atlanta is where I graduated, moved to Boise, Idaho for this job. And uh, when I was out there, I mean, it's beautiful city, amazing place to visit. Uh, Definitely highly recommend it. Uh, You know, I uh, moved out there for this job. And then finally I said, you know, I'm going to pack up everything and go back home to Atlanta because this is where I know, very familiar with it, friends, family, everyone was there. Uh so now I'm going to rewind back a little bit and talk about my uh, one of the relationships that I was in. Mm-hmm. So while I was graduating my PhD, uh the last about 6 months or so, I was going through this uh you know we had dated for about a year and a half at this point, uh almost 2 years at this point and we were going through some rough waters. Uh and you know I for me I had imagined her to be the one. Like I had seen my life She was the one with the two kids and the dog and suburbia living the American dream. Right. Uh, And I had seen that. And then all of a sudden it wasn't there. The relationship broke off two years into it. And uh, I was completely distraught. Like I, uh, you know, I remember waking up with tears in my eyes, like literally just in bed. The first thing would be tears because I couldn't accept this reality. Like I wanted that reality though. You know, it was just there a week ago and now all of a sudden it's no longer. And so I was in that phase for about two two months or so, two, three months. But this was a time when I was graduating. I was writing my dissertation, you know, literally like months away from giving my, the biggest presentation of my life. I had to finish this 200 page book in the meantime. And I had this distraction constantly eating at me. Uh, and uh, so I was just kind of dealing with that so this is where I use comedy as a as a tool to help me uh, you know raise my uh, my vibe and uh, so in that sense you know John Stewart was on at the Daily Show at that point in Comedy Central uh, and so I'd watch him his 20 minute 22 minute bits uh, every morning I'd get out of bed push myself get out of bed sit down before I start my work for the day I'll watch his 20 minute bit and that that was what got me through my PhD, and you know, the last like few months of my life was comedy. Uh, it's played a huge role in my life. I still employ comedy and you know things, and uh, just That's to get awesome. my spirits up and raising the vibe. Uh, so, uh, I, so, this so I was graduating. Now I finished graduating. Uh, you know, all of the the memories that we had the two years was all in in Atlanta. So the move to Idaho represented that. You know, I got to move away from Atlanta first thing. That had way too many things, you know, common to Atlanta and way too many memories here. So I had to get away from all that. But in, you know, hindsight 2020, looking at it now, it's, it's like a, it represented that moment of going into the cave, you know, going into that darkness because I went to Idaho not knowing anyone. I didn't know anyone there. I went out there for a job. Uh, and uh, only the only people I knew was my HR person the first day because I'd met mm-hmm. her during the interview time. And so, you know, I could have taken that time to really focus on me, you know, and like how I am messed up and through the relationship and, you know, what uh, on the after effects of it, but instead, you know, all that pain and suffering, I couldn't deal with it. So instead what I did is I ran away from it. I distracted myself. I would drink alcohol. I would party. I would, you know, I mean, anything and everything to run away from sitting with myself and really understanding what the root cause of these issues are. Uh, so that, that was the first year of my time in Boise. I would do everything. And finally, I realized, okay, it was starting to catch up to me. I was eating fast food, nasty food, uh, you know, all of that alcohol. It's very, very unhealthy lifestyle, very unsustainable. So about a year into it, it finally caught up to me. I said, you know what? I need to make a change. I've been focusing too much on these unhealthy uh, lifestyle habits. I need to start moving in the direction that it really you know, kind of picks me up. Uh, There was a time where like 2 p.m., 3 p.m. I might work and I'd crash. Like I'd have to go outside for a walk to get some fresh air to be able to actually then continue throughout the day and, you know, finish the three, four hours that I have left. Uh, And so it was very tough, you know, times where I had like a lot of noise in my head because I realized that noise was draining me. And by two, three o'clock, you know, all those thoughts like, oh, uh," a lot of negativity, a lot of negative thoughts that were just constantly ruminating in my in my head you know my imagination going wild and uh you know so that would kind of sap my energy and by afternoon time i'd be dead you know i'd have to go out for a walk pick me up drink coffee uh, and then finally come back to my desk to finish off time so that i remember those times and i said you know what? this is it i have to make changes so i started reducing alcohol i can't i have to take baby steps in the direction i can't like go cold turkey uh, and so i started like slowly slowly it was okay. Let me drink less, I'd eat, uh, start eating healthier foods and slowly, slowly start switching things out in my diet and uh, my lifestyle choices. So that, that, that's been my journey thus far. And throughout all of this, the one thing, like I was uh, going through my pain and suffering in Boise, Idaho, and uh, I picked up this book by Deepak Chopra. Uh, the book is called The Book of Secrets. And you know, this was my very, I, I wasn't into, I wasn't spiritual at all at this point. Uh, you know, very like logical mind focused thinking uh, processing, breaking things down, analyzing uh, so when I read this book i ninety five percent of it went over my head. I didn't understand most of it. There was a little bit that stuck with me, and that little bit was uh, meditation, and so once I kind of understood, I picked up a little bit from from that book, but then I dove deeper, just researched Google things. To understand what meditation is all about. Now, this is a time when I was kind of moving back from Boise to Atlanta. I left my job behind. And uh, at this point, I said, you know what, I'm going to explore and understand what I really want to do. Uh, I'd never had this opportunity until this point to really, you know, I'd never given myself that space to explore outside of that, okay, I'm going to run the rat race, just follow this one track, one path, you know, I'd never thought about, oh, what's, what else is outside of this job? Could I do something else? Could it be a business? Could it be a, another kind of job? I and mean, whatever, whatever, I didn't even consider those options. It was only that particular kind of engineering job that I was focused on. So finally had this opportunity, like the space to breathe. All right, let me, you know, now meditation was also the word that was uh, the buzzword for my, for, for my time. And so I picked up this habit of meditating every day. Uh, I said, you know what? I'm going to sit down for five minutes. Again, baby steps for me. So I'm going to sit down for five minutes and do my best. If I don't make it, it's okay. Uh, But there were days that I just gave up within 30 seconds. Um, But I do my best to make it up to five minutes. So I worked up three months, six months, finally got there. And then I was like, okay, now let me go to 10 minutes. And so slowly, slowly started meditating longer and longer. You know, at this point, uh, when I was first starting, it was like, you know, the perfect analogy would be we're in the ocean, and when I first started meditating, I felt like I was at the top of the waves, very turbulent. You know, like constantly, that's just uh, like uh, so much uh, energy and so much like negativity in there. Uh, when I then I started meditating and I started going deeper and deeper into this ocean, I started getting uh, into into the inner depths of this ocean. I started getting like very peaceful and quiet uh, inside. You know, and so. That's been one of the greatest uh, blessings for me uh, through meditation is being able to quiet my anxious mind. I mean, anxiety is still there in me and I feel it every on a daily basis, but it's not through the mind. There are other factors behind it. I'm working through those as well. Uh, And so as I was meditating, the one thing that came up to this whole idea of what's your story, uh, you know, that's, it kind of came into my meditation and then uh, understanding, you know, like Dr. Wayne Dyer's work, and he talk, talks about change your thoughts, change your story. Uh, you know, and this is kind of a simi- very similar concept that, you know, at every, at every moment of our lives, we are creating a story. Whenever, you know, we try to make sense of a situation or a series of situations that have happened in our lives, it's us making sense of a s- certain story based on our life, our perspectives, our memories, uh, the emotions that we feel, right, if there was someone else would be looking at those same set of experiences, they would they possibly would come up with a completely different story for themselves right because they have a different set of experiences, different set of memories, and so it, it is this story creation process inside of us that we have to that I feel like we have to recognize. It took me a while to recognize this as well because you know it was so. Unconscious. It was so instantaneous. It would happen right away. Meaning, you know, there would be something would happen outside of me externally, and inside of me the story would would be created like right away. And I wouldn't even recognize it, be conscious, or be aware that I was the one creating that story, that I have power over how I create that story, that I can change that story and change my attitude about life, meaning. The way I create every story is not negative anymore. I'm not looking at it from a scarcity point of view. I could start moving in the direction of abundance and start shifting my mindset towards abundance. So now I'm creating abundant stories for every situation, for every aspect of my life. I'll give you like a, a great example. So I'm a new parent. Six weeks ago, we had a child, a baby boy.
0: Congratulations.
1: Thank you so much. And, you know, babies are like essentially blank slates, right? They're, they, they do something, they, they, you know, do an action or whatever, and they don't have a reasoning for it. They're just doing it, right? But it's me creating a story about why they did it. You know, I say something, like I'm having a conversation with them and they, they make a hand motion like that and be like, oh, this is why you did that. It was me creating that story, right? Because, and so I, I'm in control of that. And so, and this is the same thing that happens inside of us we are creating these stories we have the power to change them now why do i say it's stories thoughts is one thing yes we are creating thoughts but then thoughts instantaneously go into emotions you know it's all it's all happening all at once so once you have a particular thought it's like now you have a. it's not just it doesn't remain just a thought now you have the emotions that follow along with it now you have your imagination that follows along with them you start creating images in line with that particular thought. And all of it happens very, very fast. So that's why I call it a story because it consists of a thought, it consists of emotions, it consists of an image, maybe uh, some motion picture, some words. You know, it, it's, a whole, uh, it's a whole story that's going on over there. It's like a whole film that's really going on. And so that's why I say we're creating these stories inside of our minds and we have the power to upgrade them. Now, uh, you know, how, what is this, uh, how does the story process creation work, right? How, how, how are we creating stories? So I'll give you an analogy. Like we're sitting in this uh, movie theater and we're watching a movie on the screen, you know, like Mission Impossible is going on on the screen. And, or sorry, Top Gun, that's the latest one. So Top Gun is going on. And, um, you know, we're, we're watching this movie. Now there's a screen and then there's a projector in the back. This projector is shooting images onto the screen. The screen and the projector are just tools. The film, the actual meat of the movie is consisted in the film that's inside of this projector, right? So now in our lives, the same thing is going on. The projector is our third eye chakra right here, is our imagination. We're shooting out these images onto the various screens in our lives, the people that come into our life. That's the screen your, you know, Your parent is a screen that The the new person in your life, that's a screen. So every person is a screen. Every situation is a screen. Every experience is a screen in our life. We are creating these images through our imagination. And our third eye is projecting these images onto those screens. But what is the film? The film is inside of us. What is actually projecting out is something that's inside of us. And that's what this whole course deals with. It's talking about how can we create that my life film? You're creating your whole film, going back into your past, going back into when you were from your ages, zero to 10, 10 to 20, all these different age groups, understanding what are those experiences that you've had and how have they affected you? You know, in my life, it took me about 30 years to uh, sit down and introspect. Like at this point, I was just running through life, not even analyzing like okay, what, what was my thoughts what was I feeling during during this period in my life I was just living life and doing whatever I can very unconsciously uh, and so now I finally sat down and said you know what I need to uh, let me analyze my life let me uh, you know look back on it and see how can I be a better person because I've done certain things in my life that I'm not proud about you know in that relationship I could have done things better I know uh and uh you know, at this point, I hadn't really taken that time to introspect. So finally, I got a chance. And this is what this course does. It's giving you that opportunity to dive deeper. Let's go back when you were five years old, seven years old, let's have conversations with people in your life at that point. Maybe you'll have a conversation with a parent, and they'll give you a memory that you never, you never came up for you. You could include this in your My Life film, and then understand how that memory and what happened at that point in your life is still affecting you today. You know, we have introspective questions to kind of gain these insights from you. So once you get, get an understanding of who you are today, now you can start moving in the direction of where you want to be. You know, you, you have certain goals in your life. You're, you know, in my life, speaking has been a big challenge for me. I was, during, the, during my PhD, I was, uh, you know, giving these national presentations and I was out there getting my voice out there, but I was very uncomfortable while I was going through these situations, going through these experiences. You know, I'd have to create like a script of everything. I'd have to memorize my whole presentation so that when I go there, I could just regurgitate it without having to think about anything. You know, it was just saying word after word after word after word and just hitting my points and making sure I got it. But in that sense, I wasn't really thinking for myself. So whenever a question would come up, you know, uh, the Q&A portion after the uh, presentation, I would always stumble on the questions because I couldn't rehearse those questions. I don't know what questions are gonna come up, right? And so I couldn't rehearse those answers. I couldn't think on the fly because I'm so, I was so self-conscious of myself that uh, you know, my whole thinking, processing, logical mind is shut down. And I was so in my emotions and just letting that fear take over, you know, and uh, that's why I I would have to script everything out because I felt that fear initially. I said, I can't deal with this on stage. I need to script it out. So I kind of don't let the fear overcome me. Uh, And so that's why I would like adopt all, use all these techniques. Uh, But then uh, since then, especially in the last year or so, I've uh, done a lot of these podcast interviews, I've uh, put myself out there and shared what's your story on many, many different uh, platforms. And in that sense, I've gotten so comfortable speaking. And it was what I realized was that in the moment of me speaking, what stories am I creating? And I had to really pay attention to those stories. So every podcast interview I would do, especially the initial ones, I would really be present and pay attention to what is going on inside of me. Yes, my guest is responding and they're, you know, uh, answering my question, but I also wanna pay attention to how am I feeling while I'm in this situation? You know, the camera is in front of me, there's another person listening to me, am I comfortable? Am I at ease in these situations? And I wasn't, it was my stories, the thoughts that were running inside of me uh, that really hindered me from sharing my true self, you know, sharing stories about my past, uh, I would have to uh, really get present, especially when that fear would come up. i'd have to get present and change the story in that moment and that's how I was able to get very comfortable sharing and i've been talking for the last twenty minutes, but you know very comfortable sharing my story and you know being my authentic self
0: that's fantastic <laughs> yeah, I really enjoyed listening to your um, progress, you know how you went from you know, moving and having these new experiences and, you know, really starting to search when you were having, you know, your stomach issue and not just, you know, blowing it off and treating it, but really stepping in and asking the big question, like what is causing this? And I think that that line of questioning that it sounds like you've done throughout the process of your life has really been beneficial and turned into this storyboard, you know, Scenario that really helped you dive in, like, okay, this is what my life looks like. And these are the stories that I'm telling myself. But I can create a story for myself and not listen to the repetitive stories that I'm always telling myself to create a new version of myself or something that I want to attain. Right.
1: Right. Exactly. Yeah. There are ways that we can upgrade our stories. Like, we, you know, these stories, and a lot of the times these stories have not been there. Like, we haven't purposely put these stories there. A lot of the times they're like society, the environment around us, all of these messages that we've grown up with. You know, our parents saying, you know, especially in my culture, they're telling us, oh, you have to be a doctor, engineer, you know, programming us from the very get go, like two years old, they're telling you, oh, you can only focus on this particular narrow path in life. Uh, so that's programming, right? And we haven't put these stories there ourselves. Someone else has put there. But it, it's up to us now to go back and understand what stories are there, really break those down and we can start removing them. It's up to us. We can do that work. Even though those stories were not there, not planted by us, we can remove them, uproot them. It's like, you know, planting a seed. You take out the the tree or the the shrub that was there before, clean up the soil, work on it a little bit, water it, you know, take care of it, you're planting it. And then you put a seed in there, planting a seed. That's the new seed that will germinate on the same soil that was, you know, carrying the previous plant. And that's the same thing that's happening within us. You want to uproot all of the old stuff. And that's all the past work that we're doing, uh, bringing up your past experiences, gaining insights from all of these experiences and how they're still present in your life today as certain patterns in your life. And then, all right, now we have all of this data, what can we do about it? I I have a PhD. I'm like very uh, engineering focused, uh, logical mind. So it's kind of like analyzing and breaking things down and really kind of like, uh, you know, there are different ways to do, you know, go about the same thing, same work. You could meditate, you could do yoga. uh, But this is for someone who, you know, really wants to understand like like that right brain kind of, uh, you know, person that really wants to break things down and and uh, understand how their life is uh, shaped up to what it is thus far uh, and so that's why I've created this my life film so you can kind of have this with you and then as you're living your life you know something happens tomorrow you could upgrade update your, your life film put that experience in there answer these questions and kind of you know create your story consciously as opposed to in the past where you were probably creating a story unconsciously
0: I like the aspect too, where you're reflecting on your life, you know, you're not just going, okay, I did that. I want to do something better. No, you're questioning, why did I do that? And what can I do, you know, to respond differently in the future?
1: Yes. We're diving deeper and not looking at the surface level. You know, it's like uh, uh, going back to the, the theater analogy, right? You're watching this movie, you're, you're watching your own life film on the screen and you're living those experiences. What this course does is we're actually your best friend who's sitting somewhere else in the theater and your best friend is watching you go through all of these experiences. And so your, what your best friend is writing down is how is he going through those experiences currently to this in this day? And he's, and he's uh, kind of understanding that aspect. And that's what we're doing with this course. We're going to be the best friend that you have that's going to dive deeper and really understand how that past experience as emotions from that past experience is still present today and how they're affecting your decision-making, how they're affecting your energy, how they're affecting everything in your life to this very day. And I think it's very important to understand that because that's, that's our life. You know, that's, that's what we're, that's, that's going to be what what's created in our life and more of what's created in our life. So it's, it's up to us. of go in to really understand what's in that soil is it a weed that's kind of distracting you from where you want to go in life or is it actually a plant that's going to heal you and it's an herb that's going to you know get you where you want to go and it's up to us to look at the soil and really pay attention to it and you know meditation has really helped me do that for for myself you know become aware of my thoughts in the moment as i'm creating these different stories as I'm projecting out these different images, uh, meditation has helped me become very present. You know, in the past, I would be very uh, reactive. You know, there's some stimulus would come up, come about, and boom, I'd react to it. Now meditation has allowed me to slow down and respond mm-hmm. to something as opposed to, uh, you know, just get into it right away. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, so meditation is, has been an amazing, amazing tool for me. Life-changing.
0: It really is, isn't it? I like start meditating, start meditating, right? It really does change your life. It does. And it does. It helps you access that inner awareness. And you get to like, what are my belief systems? What's my past programming? What are my patterns? You know, how do I react in certain situations? What are my triggers? You know, and then how do I handle those triggers?
1: yeah and then, like, what are my values? you know something deeper, like what are my values like mm-hmm. what do I stand for? you know in my life i'd I'd never done this exercise of understanding what my values are, like what do I care about you know I've become plant based in the last about five years or so, and that's making a stance for something you know like this is what I care about, this is my value, and so that's all been the work that i've done in the last like few years, uh, but most of my life i'm you know thirty six right now, most of my life, thirty years of my life have been very unconscious, you know, still kind of uh, just being in that survival mode, you know, and uh, finally, I've been able to sit down and give myself that space, give myself that time, give myself that energy to look within, you know, most of my life I've been running outside and looking, looking for happiness outside of me, Mm -hmm. wherein, you know, it it all exists inside of you and your stories, you could create a happy story for yourself. I mean, I know, You know, like uh, Dr. Viktor Frankl in um, his book, Man's Search for Meaning, he talks about how, so he was one of the survivors of the concentration camps in Germany, of Auschwitz, and uh, he is a psychologist. And he talks about how the people that survived through the concentration camps, they had a longer purpose. Every day they would wake up with that purpose in mind. They had an image in their mind. They created a story in their mind that when they, you know, when this phase in their life is over, when they're out of these concentration camps, they're going to be living a life, they are going to have a family, they're going to be back with their wife, their kids, you know, and going to be living a normal life. So they had a vision for themselves. The people that gave up were the ones that didn't have they were in the survival mode, just living day to day, uh, not having that why not having that purpose that, you know, pushed them for the longer, longer term. Uh, And so it's, it's that sense of how are you what stories are you creating? So even being in that kind of environment, he was still looking at his life, like creating this positive story for himself. You know, he wasn't uh, ruminating, he wasn't moaning and groaning about his current situation. He probably was inside, but the face that he would show up with every day to everyone around him was, look, let's put this positive front, like we are gonna make it through. And every day he was encouraging people, it's time, like, let's make it through, we're gonna do this together uh and people would give up on him but you know, he was the f- one of very few who made it through the concentration camps uh and so it's it's that story that we're creating inside of us and we have the power we it's not uh like uh, you know we have the power to change those stories throughout every day every moment of our life and it it all starts with awareness Being yeah, no aware.
0: Yeah. It really is so important to change anything in our lives. We have to have the awareness of what we're currently doing, right? right? Because if we don't have the awareness of what we're currently doing, how can we create something different?
1: Right. Yeah. There is this book called uh, what to say when you talk to yourself. And uh, in that, the, uh, the doctor, what he writes is there, there are multiple different levels of self-talk, you know, the, what we're talking, uh, telling ourselves about ourselves and the world around us. And one of those levels of types of self-talk is silent self-talk. Meaning that is the one that's uh, 99% of the world is, is going through, but we're not aware of that silent self-talk. It's constantly happening. That chatter in the mind is constantly happening. And uh, you know, it takes that little meditation. It takes that little space <clears throat> to sit down and be aware of that chatter, that voice that's been creating your stories in your life thus far, you know, and, once you start changing that voice in the direction of you that you, uh, you want to go in, then all of your limitations will drop all of your um, you start becoming more happier, becoming more joyful You'll live life with more at ease. You know, that's one of my kind of missions is how can I live my life with more ease, no matter what situation I'm in, you know, whether it's in front of a camera, whether it's in front of a child, whatever it is, how can I be at more at ease? you know, not have that anger inside of me, not have that uh, frustration inside of me at little things. Uh, And so that's been kind of my focus. And I think it starts with this this storytelling, this, uh, you know, how do you view your life? What is your attitude towards your life? Uh, And, uh, you know, this course will help people kind of shift that in the direction that they want to go. in.
0: That's awesome. I like your essence word ease too. That's on my list as well. I definitely like ease in my life. Yeah. So, what would you recommend people start with? Uh,
1: you know, so one of the tools that I've mentioned is, uh, I'd say, meditation, right? So, that's something that uh, like becoming more aware of your silent self talk, right? Uh, this is work that we can all do for ourselves. It's important work that we This is like self care. True self care is this how can we improve? on these stories that we've been constantly creating in our lives whether that is through meditation through yoga through walking nature walk whatever gets you to kind of still yourself and really be present with that chatter that constant nagging that uh, voice that's always there you know um and the way i started meditation was baby steps i uh, when I first started meditation, I was uh, renting this one, uh, this room in my friend's apartment. So all of my belongings was in that room. Uh, and what I would do is I'd sit in the corner of the room. So remove all of the belongings, all of my distractions were behind me and I'd focus on the corner. And I would uh, try out different kinds of meditation. So sometimes I would maybe like focus on a dot, keep my eyes open, focus on a dot there. And at least just focus there for five minutes. Uh, my goal was only five minutes at the very beginning uh, or I would uh, close my eyes and imagine like a flame or something. So try to have multiple different things. You know, I feel like every person is different. We have our own kind of uh, own style. So find something that suits you uh, and each individual person. And uh, so in that sense, I try to have multiple different things. Now, the one thing that was the only distraction that was there at this point was my phone. You know, it'll always be like, oh, always there. I'm just going to pick it up and let's look up, you know, my Instagram or whatever. Uh, And so what I did is, uh, and the other distraction was, has it been five minutes yet? You know, and so that question in the mind is like, has it been, is it time? How long has it been? So I look look at the phone, it's only been 30 seconds. So I go back to meditating. But so that was one of the the major distractions at the beginning. What I did was I said, let me use my phone to set a five minute timer, set my phone aside where I can't reach it. Uh, instantly uh, out of reach. And in this way, I was able to now completely be there and focus on this meditation. So that's how I started meditating removing all of the distractions, using your phone to set a five minute timer, whatever your goal is. You use your phone. Now you don't have that question anymore has it been five minutes yet? Uh, removing all distractions and then being present in the space. You know, you could light an incense, light some say, some palo santo, create your environment. Uh, And then sit down and, you know, one way is to start out focusing on the breath. It's always there with you. Start your focus and just, you know, breathe in and breathe out. And that's the great way to start.
0: Awesome. That's great advice. And how can this change our listeners' lives? How has it changed your life?
1: Uh, How has it changed my life? So one of the ways is, I mentioned the speaking being one, you know, being very uh, comfortable speaking now and at ease, uh, another way is uh, and this is what i'll focus on is the drifting uh, when I was working as a, you know in that career, I felt like I didn't have a direction in life. I was going with the flow, whatever came next, I would just take it up and without any purpose, without any goal, without any larger motivation in life right and so I felt like uh, I was kind of drifting through life, not having my own input, not creating my own stories, allowing other people to plant their stories in me, their ideas in me, uh, you know? And so I was uh, its kind of just drifting through life. And that's when I realized that I need to, you know, grab hold of my life. And in the sense of it's its up to me consciously to create these, create better stories for myself. Uh, and uh, that when I started doing that, that's when I was, that's when I've been able to feed 200,000 people in LA. Uh, you know, we've been, uh, since the pandemic started uh, in May, 2020, we, cre- we started a program where we could uh, uh, feed people on a regular basis. So Every Sunday we would get together a group of volunteers and put together meals. Initially started out with grocery bags. Uh, we realized people were losing jobs, not having food on the table. So we said, let's provide them supplies so they can go home and cook these. Yeah, so we started off that way but then we kind of moved into providing hot meals and that we've continued to even to this day every sunday a group of us get together we make about 1500 to 2000 meals and it goes out into the la community serves skid row uh, uh, the homeless shelters in orange county and you know venice beach and uh santa monica so all of these different areas uh, and you know that's that's how it's changed my life is being able to like okay having that kind of direction that goal creating better stories so that it will help me move in that direction.
0: That's incredible. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you so much for doing that. That's,
1: that's a, yeah, I felt called like it was the universe kind of sending a message to, to me you know, it, uh, it uh, I didn't have this idea of, Oh, I'm going to feed people. You know, it uh, kind of came to me where uh, I was in India right before the pandemic hit February, 2020. And I'd met someone there, like a, so I'd gone to a little town visiting family, and he had said, "Oh, you know, I have this kind of guru, this swami, this uh, learned man who, uh, you know, can give you some deeper insights into your life. Do you want to meet him?" And I said, "Yeah, let's do it. You know, I've been in a spiritual quest for the last five, six years. So let's, you know, this opportunity came. The universe sent it my way for a particular reason. Let's let's meet him." So I, I met him, and uh, you know, one thing that stuck at that point was. Uh, So I told him that, you know, I'm creating a meditation center. We had this space where we were having regular uh, meditation classes and things like that. And so I shared that with him. He said, you know what, at this meditation space, why don't you have someone cook some meals for you so that uh, you'll have more people come into your meditation space and then you can give them meditation. So he planted that seed and then comes the pandemic. And then I get a call in April, 2020, uh, a friend that I've done many different projects with he says hey there's this organization that wants to do something they have a lot of funds they want to help the community what can we do and at that point food kind of came into the picture because people were losing jobs and so that's how it kind of planted the seed early on in february 2020 and finally came to fruition in may uh, and that's how it started but it was kind of the universe pointing me in that direction and sending me the signals and it was me being aware of those signs and putting the kind of the pieces together Uh, so yeah that's how it started it was it's been an amazing journey thus far
0: that's awesome I love that synchronicity
1: yeah you know I'll tell you what like what I've learned from this is people are love to help you know they want to come out volunteer they want to donate their time their resources their money uh, as long as there's the opportunity for them you know like they want to make sure that whatever they do whatever the time they donate whatever resources they donate it's actually going to great cause and it's going to the people directly that need it right a lot of organizations out there that probably have a budget they have you know salaries and i understand why they do it uh but it's not 100 percent to the beneficiaries and in this sense you know, when people see the work that we're doing they want to come out they want to support you know so we'll We'll do a call for volunteers, maybe one weekend we're short on volunteers, so I'll just go on Facebook and we'll have three, four volunteers show up from that post. And, uh, you know, we'll, or we'll do these drives. Uh, so part of our fundraising, uh, 50% of the funds come from that organization that we initially started out with. Uh, the other 50% we have to raise ourselves. So we go out into the community, find different partners, organizations, foundations that are looking to, uh, to do some charitable work and they donate. But then we also do GoFundMe campaigns, and I like uh, for uh Fourth of July we did one, and I kind of did multiple different posts about it and so then people will come and they'll share like oh yeah, I do wanna you know support you guys, so they'll donate twenty dollars fifty dollars hundred dollars whatever it is and uh you know they're feeding people a dollar fifty a meal, and uh you know fifteen dollars will be able to feed uh, ten people plus that fund is being matched by the other organization. So your $10, your $15 actually feed 20 people instead of 10 people. Uh, and so it's, uh, you know, it's just feeding the homeless and uh, people that are neglected and people that are abused. Uh, you know, we send meals to this uh, women's shelter in the downtown in the Skid Row area. And they pr- primarily serve women and children that have been abused and, uh, they need a space to live so they have like rooms there to send meals them uh, on Sundays for them Uh, yeah it's uh it's been very very uh blessed work I'd say
0: that's wonderful have you ever thought about you know having the opportunity to you know introduce you know how do I change my story and meditation to uh, the community
1: you know, uh, now, I've been, now that things are opening up and, you know, California has been one of the last few uh, states. So I've now working on putting events together where, uh, you know, myself and other practitioners can come together and let's serve the community, let's serve people, uh, you know, whoever shows up to these events, let's, let's help them and, you know, improve their lives. Uh, yeah. So right before the pandemic hit uh, and just before I went to India, like a few days, I'd thrown a spiritual block party which was, uh, so in February 15, 2020, we had about 1500 people come through, uh, on this uh, festival and they essentially had, uh, you know, food vendors, plant-based food vendors. We had, uh, several different types of like meditation several different types of yogas. And, you know, it's a whole festival that we, at the same facility that we did all these meals that we're currently doing these meals. Uh, and so it was amazing, really enjoyed putting it all together and setting it all up and, you know, having so many people come in for healing and uh, connection and meeting new people and you know, being exposed to different vendors and their products. Uh, so that I find joy in doing that. And I want to kind of replicate that on a regular basis. So I'm looking to do more of those events, festivals in, in the local area.
0: That's great. Yeah. And as far as your story, you know, putting together your own personal film for self-development purposes, Um, What are ways that you work with people to start doing this work with you or start to work on their own?
1: Yeah. So the, I'd say the first way would be to, you know, if they're very interested in doing it on their own, uh, I'm uh, currently creating this course and almost done with it. Uh, So putting this course together, people can pre-order it on the website. Uh, We have it at a 33, 66% discount, um, you know, so kind of just for the pre-orders And essentially what it is, is you'll get, uh, it's a 30-day course. Every day there's uh, under a 15-minute video that you watch that kind of gives the instructions for the day. And then there's an exercise right after that. The exercise can take as uh, little as five minutes. And when we're doing the deeper work and creating the live film, it could take as much as an hour, a couple hours. Uh, So, but it's a 30-day course and every day there's a little bit. So kind of like taking that baby steps, into the, uh, you know, to create their whole life film. So that's the way t- for them to do it themselves. And uh, now if they're stuck, they're doing it themselves and they're not sure what to do at a particular step and they want more coaching, then, uh, you know, we could do like a weekly coaching Well you, you'll work on it on your own, on your own time. And then we'll have a weekly call to look at your progress, to kind of gain insights, kind of dive deeper and understand certain patterns and things like that. Uh, so that's, uh, those are the two options, but I would say the beginning, the start would be, hey, take the course, get the, you know, let's dive deeper into your work yourself. And then as you have questions then we can do a, a weekly call as well.
0: Cool. Who's your ideal client and what are the benefits that come from working with you?
1: My ideal client is someone who is interested in, uh, you know, understanding how their life has transpired, what experiences, what... Uh, events that have happened in their life that have really, uh, you know, had the the lasting impact, had a major impact in their life, how they're still affecting them today. And what can you do to, uh, you know, not let it affect you anymore and then achieve your goals. You know, we have certain limitations that are stopping us from getting where we want to go for a long time. It was, um, I wasn't able to, I'd record a video, but I wasn't able to watch my recording because I wasn't comfortable. I wasn't at ease while I was watching my own recording. You know, there was a, and a while I did these panel discussions, two hour long panel discussions, right? And on particularly different topics. The first topic was mental health. The first video I do it, uh, it was a live discussion on YouTube. And after that, I said, you know what? I want to take some little clips, one minute clips and put it on Instagram you know, this is two hours long, people are not going to watch it. So I want to take some highlights and put it on Instagram. It was up to me to go through the whole two hours to take certain portions of it, you know, clip out those portions and, uh, you know, but I couldn't get to it. It took me about two months to actually get to the video because I was so unease at my own creation, right? So it's, it's this process, this storytelling kind of helped me become more at ease at all of those issues that are the challenges that I've faced in my life. When I got more ease at, in those uh, aspects of my life, things started happening, manifesting so quickly just because I was at ease. And I think that's the work that we all all are in is certain things have not happened in, in our life because we're not at ease in those situations. Once you work on becoming at ease through, this is one process you can meditate, you can do yoga, all these different ways. But once you become ease, at ease in that process or that aspect of your life, that's going to happen for you very, a lot quicker than you anticipate.
0: Nice. I love that. And how can people find you?
1: Uh, they could find me on Instagram at uh, Dr. Varun Gandhi or my website, the same name, drvarungandhi.com.
0: Awesome. Thanks, Dr. Gandhi. And what is a pearl of wisdom that you would like to leave our audience with today?
1: A pearl of wisdom. You know, I'd say, uh, so two things, one that something that we've talked about already is uh, pay attention to your stories, you know, that silent self-talk that's constantly going on, pay attention to that, be aware of it. The second one that we've not talked about, but it's kind of in my title, The Water Doctor, I'm going to say drink more water. Uh, The reason is because there is this book called um, Your Body's Many Cries for Water. It was written back in the late eighties, early nineties, and this was research done in a jail cell in a prison in Iran so a doctor was in prison he was in prison for whatever reason the revolution was going on at that time, and so he was in this in the jail and he saw a lot of people that were like they had lack of energy, they were in the jail cell without able to they're not able to support themselves they're having some sort of pain, they're having some sort of ulcers. And all he did was give them water, like allow them to drink some water. And within three hours, he saw a noticeable difference. Within six hours, they were like completely better, like a whole new person, just by drinking water. He didn't do anything else. So he realized that dehydration was the cause for whatever those patients had. And so then he started doing research, diving deeper into what dehydration is into what the paradigms are around, uh, water. You know, one of the things they he said is, uh, you know, 80% of our body is water or 75% of our body is water. When we take any kind of medication, we're only looking at the 25% of our body. That's not water. That's what we're, that's what the medication affects. But when we drink water, we're actually focusing on that 75%. That water is most of us. And when you replenish yourself with water, about 50% of all, all the common diseases that people have right now will drop away. Dehydration is a cause for a lot of these things. And uh, you know, this book dives deeper into all, each individual issue. Uh, so I highly recommend this book and highly recommend drinking more water and paying attention to when you're dehydrated because uh, you know, water does wonders for us.
0: That's awesome. Thanks. What a wonderful story. Wow. What a way to turn something around, something negative into something positive, right?
1: Yeah. What story that he must have been creating in the jail cell, right?
0: Right. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Dr. Barun. This has been awesome. It's been great to have you. Fantastic conversation.
1: Love and abundance.
0: Thanks. And thank you, everyone, for joining us again. This is Liz Peterson on Raise the Vibe with Liz. And remember, you can find me on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram at raise the vibe with Liz. And my website is Liz's Thank you for joining us, everyone. And remember to get out there and raise the vibe. Have a great day, everyone. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's show on raise the vibe with Liz. If you like this content and want to support me, please go to Patreon at Raise the Vibe with Liz or click the link in the description of this show. And remember, change starts with you. So get out there and raise the vibe. Thank you, everyone.